Welcome to Encounter. This is a podcast and radio show where we seek to encounter Christ, culture, and community. And from this episode, we shoot from the hip with some questions that are going to delve into each other's lives, our testimonies, our gospel that we have lived. And as we do so, we're going to address certain topics such as what is the most irritating thing about you that other people see in you? What is something that you were used for, for the kingdom that you fought the most, so an area that you fought God a lot? Um, what is the biggest purchase in your life that you regret? What are areas of the Bible that you might avoid and why? And much, much more. So we come to the table with questions. And these are some of my favorite episodes because we really get to get to what we want to talk about. And often what we hear from our listeners is it's also what you want to hear. And just one quick blessing that I want to share is I was recently able to go to a Calvary Chapel conference. And there's, you know, 1,200 plus guys there, most of them pastors and ministry leaders. And and our pastor knew everybody, you know, I'm just kind of fading the background. He's walking around talking and introducing me and they're forgetting my name right after. And uh, But a, a handful of guys, when he said, hey, this is Adam Prime, um, he leads a young adult ministry, like, oh, the, one of the podcast guys. And and it was so cool to meet people that I've never met that had listened to the podcast and were like, when, when can I come on? I would love to be on. So we have a few guests that are coming on from people I just met who have really awesome and amazing testimonies coming up. And so stay tuned because God's doing great things and he's opening up doors I never thought would open. And we're just praising God for it every step of the way. So I hope you enjoy this episode. God is so good, and tonight we get together and we talk about things that we really are looking forward to learn from each other, um, some questions we prepared. So our, our goal tonight is to kind of dig into how God is moving in each other's lives, and so we've prepared two or three questions each that we want to ask each other, and we are uh, we just two minutes ago told each other what the questions are. So they are, I don't want to lie and say we're hearing them for the first time. Yeah, no, they're percolating. We heard them for the first time yeah. two minutes ago so that our minds can race frantically while we try to find our answers. So what my mind needs right about now. Yeah. To yeah. <laughs> be distracted. And I don't know, just to encourage you guys and let you know what our lives are like. We, like, we get to my house where we record on Thursday nights and we just sat around and talked about the ministries that we serve in for an hour and a half instead of starting the podcast on time. <laughs> uh, we were upstairs um, talking about the different you know, strengths and weaknesses of our different ministries and how we can effectively come up with ways to work on them. And um, again, gospel fluency and talking about ministry at mm -hmm. different times, even when it, you know, we could be talking about anything else. I don't know what people talk about. I know. I've, I've actually thought about that recently. Can, like, yeah, I feel like I we've talked shows? about this too. Yeah, like either talk about or like uh, when you're faithfully tithing and stuff, like how you have so much more like money and time. I just don't understand people that don't do church, like how you have not that, how you have any worries, but like what you do. I don't. I guess it's got to be shows and like news, right? I don't know I, what else I, would it be. Shows, news. Sh yeah, shows, news, sports, and then sports, work, or like gossip, one. sports, yeah, gossip. Um, and sometimes if you're just like family. Drama is probably a big one. Okay. 
You know, like if I sit down and talk, like my mom, it's usually just give me updates on like all her 20 brothers and sisters and okay. and their families and what Jacob's doing, you know? Like yeah, yeah. Shout out to Jacob. Yeah. I don't know. I don't um, know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So tonight we're going to dig into um, a couple different topics. So this morning and, and throughout the week, I was thinking, about what would be good stimulating conversations that we could have with each other that our listeners would, you know, benefit from hearing and how can we keep them rooted in the gospel. Um, so I'll start with the, the first one. All right. So the first one that I have. All right. So the first one, and Cole is anxious because he doesn't have answers for any of them because he's been blindsided My. and he needs time to think. If you haven't uh, noticed by his prolific yeah, conversation, I take like hours on the podcast. You guys will talk about something at the very beginning of the podcast. And by the very end, like as soon as we hit end, I'm like, oh, now I have an answer to that. I, I just can't. I'm not great <laughs> in the moment of okay. answering something. Yeah. Yeah, it's like when you get in an argument with somebody and, yeah, and, and then it's you finish over and you like, walk away and you're like, your face is dumb. You know, yeah. you're like still thinking <laughs> yeah. about what you said. Um, so the first question is, and I, I encourage you to think about this as a listener too, because this is a, just a nice reflection. What is the most irritating thing that you do that other people are bothered by the most? Oh, man. So See, do you have I, one I for yourself? Why, uh, uh, no. Okay. Can I say why I hate this? Because I feel like- I feel like your indecision is mine. For you. Okay, that might I be it. I was going to say, either people aren't telling me or like, or I just ignore it because hmm. I feel like people aren't – like nothing's coming to mind. So either I'm ignoring what people are telling me is bothering them or they're not telling me what's bothering them about hmm. what I do. I think this one's important to, to know and I'll stall so you guys can think of your answers. I, but I do think it's important to be reflecting on these personality quirks because, I mean, you want to be an effective minister – you want to be as non-repulsive as possible. Mm-hmm. That's a good way to put it. You know, in, in those areas, because there are certain characteristics that I've had in the past, you know, growing up where I, I don't know, my humor was too dark or something like that, mm-hmm. where it was like, would be damaging to my testimony. And now like my ministry is less effective. So if there's something silly, like your, your laugh or you talk loud, you know, in a situation or. I wasn't even thinking of know, those things. I mean, that's, I'm thinking like personality wise, oh, uh, something that I might do. That would be, that would be. So yeah. I, part of me wants to almost like flip it on you guys and be like, so just like. What is the most annoying thing yeah, I do? What's, what's the most annoying thing that I do? And can I tell you after you said right, that? So I have a the, list. Per- oh, you have, no, you're prepared. Um, <laughs> of course. The, the first thing that came to mind once you said personalities was what we just joked about. I'm very quiet. So I'm like, I don't, nobody knows what I'm thinking or I don't input a lot. That, that's the first thing I could think of. I, I don't, mm. I don't know, but the. What I wanted to do was just flip on you. If there's something, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, but that feels weird to say. So I'm going to stick with the first question. Okay. I think we should just stick with it. That's good. Yeah. Um, so the most irritating thing that might stand out about you that could be something harmless, or harmless is in like a laugh or like you say the word like too much, like I am right now, or harmful, <laughs> or harmful. You actually hurt other people's feelings. Well, I have one for myself that I'm not going to say, but I think what I think of other people. Might think of me, uh, dude, I think I don't know which one is number one, but <laughs> I think uh, I have. Uh, it's weird, dude. I have this weird complex where, like, I think it's 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 so hard to explain because I think everybody thinks like me, hmm. and then when I find out that they don't, I'm mind blown. And then, like, it leads into arguments because right before you just said what you said, I was 100% convinced that this was such an obvious thing 
that it didn't even need to be mentioned. And then it was mentioned, and then I found out you didn't agree, and I was like, actually mind blown. Mm. So then I'm like, wait, what? And now I have to, I can't, I'm so mind blown that I have to engage in it. Mm. And I can't just, I don't just come arbitrarily to my decisions in life. So if I believe something or have an opinion on something, it's been well thought out slash research slash like, I don't just have arbitrary opinions. So when I find out that somebody, so I just assume like, oh, that's, I like you've spent I'm the same right. amount of time. Oh, yeah, I think you spent the same amount of time yeah. and you came up with the opposite mm-hmm. answer. How does that work? And, like, if, and if they do and they don't have a good reasoning for it, it probably drives you nuts. Exactly. So so it, it gets painted as argumentative, but it's really just I'm so easily mind blown that like other people don't think like me. However, I, not to sound weird or like conceited or anything like that, I would say I'm also at the same time more culture than the average person and mm-hmm. like i've been to a lot of other places and when i go to other places i can 100 percent adopt ad- adapt the mentality like nobody here thinks like me and you got to 100 think like them and your way might not be the best way there might their way might be the best way and just adapt to that way now you're in this country doing it that way and and like whereas other people might not be able to do that and they're like yeah i know i'm in japan but i want mcdonald's you know it's like the, or whatever you know they can just so it's like it's weird when i'm in america i can't fathom that people don't think like me mm. and then when i'm anywhere else i can easily adapt and, and conform to other ways of thinking and living and culture so it's like it doesn't really make sense how that two things coexist mm. um but i think that's annoying to other people because it seems like you're just questioning everything that they all right yeah yeah and if i'm not arguing that means i'm probably suppressing an argument that i want to have mm. okay yeah so I, I guess it was something you're not passive in okay, every, yeah you in said every, that you said Everything I just said in two words, yeah. No, no, no. I'm, I'm no, just trying to characterize yeah, yeah. it. It's like not, it's, it's, like, not, it's yeah. not like we're gonna have like we're gonna kick back and just agree on everything. Yeah, I, which is I, why I think our friendship works because I enjoy that. You enjoy agreeing on everything. No, I enjoy not that agree. you don't agree on yeah. things. Oh, okay, gotcha. And yeah. like those conversations either are just like fun and stupid about things that don't really matter, you know. Yeah. Or they're also, fruitful, and we both sharpen in right. the same area, or we just are sharper. I also think I'm into an age in life where like I don't want to have conversations. Anymore that just aren't deep. Mm. It actually just bothers me. Like I don't, I don't, I don't have any energy to have any of those conversations. And then when a deeper conversation comes along, I, all of a sudden I'm like wide awake and I have all this energy because I want to hear someone else's like thought process. Or- well, this is my what I was like going back to the pet peeve episode. But my pet peeve episode is when people talk about sports a lot, and it's just mm-hmm. because I can't contribute. And mm-hmm. I know if mm-hmm. I'm going to contribute to it, it's going to absorb me for hours because I, I, the amount of time that people put into sports and like yeah. knowing people and stats and stuff, yeah. it's like dozens of hours at least, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. if you're talking about a year, you're talking about hundreds yeah, but of no, hours. But that's not, there's levels to it, though. Look, for example, I looked at Sixers and they were just in the playoffs. And I know you guys don't, so I tried to never talk about them. Yeah, but yeah. They, they got, they're out, they're done, and I haven't watched another – like, I don't actually care about basketball. I just care about the Sixers. My dad was like, did you watch the game the other night? I was like, no, the Sixers are out. Well, there's one I thing, didn't... enjoying it and not. But when people are, like, I'll be at work and there'll be four or five people and it'll be a 45-minute lunch period. And uh, they'll be just like, yeah, talking, talking about the Sixers and like, yeah, and this person, yeah, this person. Yeah. I'm just like, well, How do you and, have the time? And, and like, I want, not even have, yeah, it's having the time, but I, I kind of want to be a part of it. Mm. You know, like, yeah, I have a little FOMO, bit of FOMO, yeah. but I also know I'm not willing to put that time in. So it's right. just, I'm forever not a part of that. Okay. So, what, which brings me to interesting thing i i listened to this podcast with uh, elisa childers i don't know anything about her but i saw frank turk was her guest and frank okay. turk uh, the the apologist that we've yeah. mentioned before yeah. on this he just came out with a book that he wrote with his son and it's about finding um, yeah. jesus in the avengers yep. and the superheroes uh, i thought it was i thought it was just in um 
Like, what's it called? The chapter the he title, talked right? about, it was like uh, Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah all go, of okay. Them. I was but like say. all the main examples he were talk, was talking and about like, was like finding, like finding Jesus Stark. in the, in, um, ah, oh, forget it. But in like, not in like fiction. Secular yeah, fiction. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I, I had some like reflections of stuff we've talked about. So mm-hmm. like one is, is like with the sports thing, maybe I should know a couple names so that I can uh, have a like, segue in the conversations yeah. and, At least the and Christian meet people ones. where they are. Yeah. And that made me like a little less bitter to be like, maybe it's, I shouldn't just blame them for being obsessed with something I'm not. Maybe I should step into their culture, you know? And yeah. then, and then two, we've talked about before how movies like Die Hard, like I grew up with, yeah. mm-hmm. which I, I, my heart beats fast when I think about it. Like I love watching those movies. <laughs> really? I've never seen one. Yeah. Like They're John right. Wick kind of movies okay. where it's just like good defeats evil. Right, you know, right, right. Like that's Justice. just what grew up. That's I, you know, rated R was only fine as long as it was, or PG-13 was only fine as long as it was violence. So like that's where it gets my heart pitter better. You know, <laughs> Wait, as opposed to what? <laughs> like sexual oh, okay, stuff. Okay. Like my, that, that was like out. That wasn't yeah, allowed, yeah. but th- that would be allowed. So originally it was like maybe it's because I, I'm I. It's kind of like the prodigal son thing that I struggle with that I get to see lived out, like the, the, the brother yeah, getting yeah, the yeah. justice and that, that inside of me, or it's and this is Frank Turek's thing is we're attracted to those things because we see Christ in them. Okay. And hmm. I don't necessarily agree with my with the reason why I like those movies. So okay. I, so I you're, don't, you're, so you're I not like looking him. for Christ. You're looking for justice. Generally, yeah. yeah. I guess my flesh isn't crying. I've never once had a holy thought, you know, while I'm watching John Wick or, right, or right, right. those movies. Hmm. Um, but in the Avengers, like when you're talking about Tony, he's talking the whole example. Tony Stark died. He sacrificed his mm-hmm. life. There's this whole character mm-hmm. arc where he became, he started off as a very selfish philanthropist, billionaire, playboy guy, and he ends up dying for the for everybody else. And how that's we we idolize him because he becomes Christ-like at the end of his mm-hmm. life, and that's why we cry on that scene when he's on that. You, know, you haven't seen it probably, mm-hmm. but um, so I I think it's a little bit of both. And I just was I was a cool reflection though to hear him say that. Like okay, so I do think that people watch movies, but I think you can easily justify very unholy movies by saying you're looking for Christ in them. Yes, yes, yeah. and that's not it at all. So correct. Uh, it's a slippery slope, but it was interesting. I'm not going to read the book because he talked about it so well that yeah, I, yeah, I kind of yeah. understand everything he was saying. Yeah. Like, look for Christ in things. Mm-hmm. Talking about Sam, he said, like, Sam and the mm-hmm. Hobbit mm-hmm. is, yeah. no, I'm sorry, in Lord of the Rings is Christ like. He's he's the Christ figure in that because mm-hmm. he carries Frodo to where he needs to be and protects him. And <laughs> like, okay. I don't know. I felt that that was a, the, he, when he was talking about it, he said it's a pet project with his son. I'm like, that sounds like what that is. So yeah. so yeah so 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 the Sabbath book by Dan Allender it hit him and his um his family like they'll do that with his kids and like they'll watch like a regular movie and they'll and they'll not not even just like try to find Christ in that but like the whole gospel or like how does that differ from because it can be it can be not even close you know what I mean how does that differ from the gospel and like what we know to be true you know like yeah. how to, or how is that similar to the gospel or and and they they do the whole thing about it they'll watch a I movie think that's like, healthy yeah mm-hmm. that way you kind of know current culture to be relevant and to be able to talk about it, but you're also looking how current culture is either far off from the gospel or pulling from it. Yeah. How do you, how do we rectify that with don't let anything unclean before our Well, eyes? I think it's gotta be, like you said, it's got like sexual stuff is not gonna like, that you don't see anything sexual in the gospel. Like, so. But then like violence. Mm-hmm. See, I, I don't have an answer for any of these. The, yeah, neither do I. And I don't have kids, so I don't know what I would. Even then with violence, I, I, I doesn't see. I don't have like a radar for that yet. Obviously, blood and like cutting people's like yeah. you know that kind of stuff would be terrible. But somebody getting punched and stuff, I'm not. Mm-hmm. That's a sin. He just right, lost. Right. His, he got violence in his yeah. head and he, he hated him. Anyway, I digress. 
<laughs> so irritating that we got Joe. Cole, did you have one? I thought I, I said. I Wait, would you agree though that like, do you think people get annoyed by that? That's just what I think because I'm trying to think of like my most strong personality traits, that or I'm just loud, which they kind of go hand in hand. So I think that there are certain people that do, and they're the ones you don't hold close, that you're not super close with, because okay. they, they prefer passive people that agree with everything they say. Got it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So in my opinion, if I were you, I wouldn't care. Okay, not in, but not in your opinion, but in, in if, light of the gospel, you were, would, I, would you care? Should I care? Mm, is the trade I have good so, or bad is basically what I'm okay, No, no, so I think it's good if you can change, turn it on and off. Okay, that's the struggle. Yeah, I think it's good that there are certain times where passivity is like the holy way, you know, and okay. taking a step back and like, I'm going to let this minor issue go so that God can be glorified in the next step that I'm not in control of. Okay. But I can't give you a specific example, so I maybe okay. – but I do think that it's in, more valuable than not, okay. specifically in like this podcast and with us three. Okay. You, know? hmm. you, you turn to me as if I didn't say I'm something. I'm just trying to remember beginning. yours. I, I feel like I'm the antithesis of uh, – like pa- that big yeah, word. Pa- he is the passive, I am the pa- he doesn't uh, say. Yeah, I just don't say anything, and then – but the bad part about it is then it just boils up inside of me, and I'm like flipping out in, inside. inside. Hmm. All right, so for me, I keep thinking back to mine, mine last week that I said that I'm a people pleaser and I like – so my thing isn't irritating because it's usually the opposite of irritating to people. So I'm, that's what I, You know what I mean? Because I'm pleasing Unless them. Unless there's so multiple people in a room. Yeah. Then, and like, then you're people pleasing somebody different. or you're – you think you're, you're – think you're, you think you, when you're wrong. Like you can think yeah. you're people pleasing somebody but other people are like, oh, I wish, whatever. Mm. I think the thing that I – but I, I agree, but I don't think that's the most irritating thing. I think the most irritating thing is that I – so when I had less responsibilities, when I was not married and didn't have a child, I was around a lot more. And now I have more responsibilities. So mm-hmm. not in terms of church, but just like we yeah, were yeah, – yeah. like we would hang out three, four nights a week. And I think that was like a painful – thing that we went through as friends where I just wasn't able to Uh, be around as much and just being absent. And I think the resentment built and people got irritated by it. And it was just like, oh, like he used to be around so much. He doesn't care about us much anymore. Hmm. You know, he used to be at this Bible study every single week and he's not there anymore. And I recently have come to um, not care. So (laughs) I thought you were going to say something. No, I I, like my responsibilities to my family and the people that actually are mature are going to realize that. And I am going to, that is only paired with doing absolutely everything to uphold my service to God and my family. Mm -hmm. But if I, if I slip, there are people that I trust that will hold me accountable and not just say, you should be at everything. Mm -hmm. It will just say, Hey man, I I miss you. You haven't been in a little bit like the loving compassion pulled me (laughs) back. Um, but I, once I, so I've had to get the confidence to be like, all right, I'm going to set these boundaries for myself. I'm going to pray about them, commit to them. And then if anybody calls me outside of that, um, kick rocks because I have a family to worry about, you know, um, <laughs> suck rope. <Okay>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. I, I, can I just talk a little bit about that? Can I, I'll be honest. There were a couple nights where we would be hanging out and like mm. you wouldn't come or mm. leave early and be like, oh. We were having fun. We were hanging out. We yeah. could have, could have mm-hmm. gone a little bit longer. But as we've grown and had the podcast and I've seen you with your family, it's been 
eye-opening to see that service and that love mm. and the um, the dedication that you have to your family, which is like... Coming to full fruition. Yeah, like, it's yeah. just like, oh, Thanks, that makes sense. Like, yeah, because when you're he not... He has a ministry to a family, and that's... Right, because mm. now we're in the house and seeing it. Mm-hmm. When you just weren't there, you just weren't there. So yeah. it's it's like... Yeah. We weren't... It's like we were, weren't also not there, not hanging out with you and Addison mm-hmm. and Allison. Mm-hmm. You know? so it's yeah. like, we were just like, oh, I guess they're... I don't know. You know like, like, even tonight, though, you guys are super understanding. Like, my daughter uh, has a fever because yeah. she's mm-hmm. teething, and I thought she might have this bug. That's why I was like, we might have to cancel. But I asked you guys to come a half hour late because mm-hmm. I just wanted to lay in bed with her while she cried because she yeah. was just sick and right. had yeah. temperature. Um, ben has got to meet us outside. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway, yeah, that, that would be, I think, was the biggest one where I felt tension and I felt how it annoyed mm-hmm. people. But it was, it was frustrating because I couldn't do anything about it. And I think it's kind of, it's officially, I have a piece about it and it's resolved. Okay, yeah, that's good. Yeah. All right, Joe. I don't. I actually don't. Joe's questions he did not give us before, so I only mm. give them. them yeah, so I'll be even more delayed. in the dark right, and so delayed. Yes. Yeah. So okay. So one, I have a one's not really a question. It's a quote, and then I just want to hear your thoughts. Okay. We can do that one first, or I just have an actual question. What do you want? The quote. The quote. Less, less processing for that. Okay. Ready for this? For God so loved the world. <laughs> no, no. Ready. Ready. Are we serving and engaging and worshiping Jesus in ways that are public enough to make our neighborhood puzzled by our presence there? If our church were to cease to exist, would our neighborhoods even notice? If not, this might be a good gauge that we probably aren't following Jesus with as much passion or commitment as he would want us to. Hmm. So So there are some questions in the beginning, Mm -hmm. which I'll read it again. Are we serving and engaging and worshiping Jesus in ways that are public enough to make our neighborhood puzzled by our presence there? If our church were to cease to exist, would our neighborhoods even notice? And this came from a commentary on Acts because of how countercultural the, the, the church, the early church was in Acts, and it was noticeable. It, it, made, it made a big note. It made a mm-hmm. big deal. A minority group made a big – well, obviously, we're, we're talking here about it because of them. You know, so it's like it made, they literally flipped the world upside down, and they were the minority group. Yeah. So – um, th- that's just the, so that's just the question. That's an interesting way to phrase it because it's often phrases and how how much of a positive impact is your church making, and it's flipped to be if your church ceased to exist, would have have would they anybody notice? Right, and that's a more convicting way to think way about to it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, what do you? I mean, do you have an? Do you have like a? Um, no, when I was just hearing the person talk about it, they were saying. Um, that when you actually look at the stats of things um, throughout history, the percentages of things have, have been lessening and lessening and lessening. And so, for example, um, if you want to go back to the times of like the the plague, mm-hmm. the church was – and we talked about this too, but, but like the church was responsible. Like the Black Plague? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. okay. The um, – or just whatever. Any time in history prior to like it's, it's gotten less and less and less, but the church was more responsible for like – caring for the poor and the widows mm-hmm. and the oppressed and they were going to fix the hunger problem and they were going to th- like they were in everything and the percentage has I guess like church separation church and state and like the, the 
the church, the percentage that the church affects those things has decreased. So now when churches do things like, oh, we're pro-life, it's like, well, where are you guys with all the orphans? And, you know, it's like, but back in the day, that would have meant a lot more because you can't really, you can't really hate them for saying that because they're taking care of everybody. Like, Mm -hmm. and things kind of shifted where it's like, well, we're not really making those impacts in the neighborhoods or societies. So now when we say things, it's like, what? Where you guys been? Your you know, social like, club. Well, yeah, your social club and meet on Sunday, maybe on a Wednesday. It's like, so do you um, think that comes back to the point we talked about before and how like the government has now taken the job of the church away from them to care for the poor and the widows? Is it or did we give it up? A little bit of both. Okay. But I do think it's difficult even when we talk about uh, giving out baskets of food to people in town. and Yeah. Like we're giving – as it's very rare that the contents of that basket will be a need. Absolute need, like immediate need. Oh yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. We also don't live in, a, in the, during the plague or whatever. Oh, yeah, 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 any area yeah, where it was like, yeah. But I'm saying that that if people are relying on us for weekly sustenance, they right. would notice. Yeah, but they're not because their sustenance is being met by externalities. So I, mean, I think that's part of it. At least I don't think that's the only answer, but. Like, what would a church be just, doing each week where the, it would well, be Well, no, noticed? I'm just saying, do you think the church here's, – here, here's the real question, I think. Do you think the church has a reputation now where if someone was not even a believer, not just like at their wits and like at, at the end – they brought to the end of themselves, like, you know, borderline about to just cut it off and end it. Do you think they would be like, I don't know what to do. I'm just going to go – I'm just going to go to – like, mm. do you know what I mean? Would they look to us as a safe haven and like – they don't know me, but I know I, I trust that they're going to care for me. Or they don't know me, but like, or or do they think now it's like I don't want to go today. They're going to ridicule me. I don't got my life together. I don't got my like. Mm. What do you think is more likely going on in the minds of people? I guess. I mean, I guess it's going to vary, obviously, but it's going to vary. I think on the the area, and and I think the Catholic Church still meets some of those needs too. Like I think a lot of people might go to confession depending on their background. Okay. If they're there, because yeah, I mean, you do have. A lot of pastors of churches are, that are big, they can't – like you're not going to walk in and find Joel Olstein sitting at, and be like, hey, can we talk? Yeah. You know, but if you walk into a, you know, any of the saint churches around here, you're going to find a priest you know, in the mm-hmm. building at the time where you can pull him aside and talk to him. So sometimes the availability is tough. Like how many churches are employed enough throughout the day where you're going to walk in there. and you're going to yeah. find yeah. them? You know? yeah. That's a good question. And I don't even know how to reflect on like our own church, but mm-hmm. just into the church at large, like the healthy church. You know? Yeah. Because I just like the way it was phrased, like you said, like yeah. if it were ceased to exist, would anybody even notice? Mm. Because historically, and just like the impact we talked about this at um one of J. Warner Wallace's most recent book, Person of Interest, like mm-hmm. e- almost every single thing that we take for granted now is because of the Christian movement. Doctors, university, just everything, entertainment, like everything has been influenced from Jesus. Even though some areas has gone down a wild road and off the hinges. But so like, but now it, it almost feels like, and maybe it's not, maybe it's just because we're in it, we can't see it. It almost feels like we hit a lull. Mm. And, you know, um, the the first thought that came to mind, which you kind of you hit on, the people know more what we're against, like uh, yeah. pro life or whatever, and I think that's what would be noticeable: the fact that we there wouldn't be 
I don't know. There wouldn't be any fight for fight for okay. the things that the world wants. And I, I I don't know if that's a good thing. Like I'm trying to uh, I'm trying to process through that. Like I think you're right. I think it's it'd be more impactful if the church was gone and people didn't know that the church could be a haven. I did not I see construct that sentence very well. No, I know what but you mean. um, it, yeah, that, I feel like currently. If the church was at large were to be gone, everybody would be like, oh, yeah, now we can just do whatever we want. The church is out of the way. But it should be the other way. It should be we're a safe haven for we're all broken people. We all have issues. Christ is the one who fills those issues. Yeah, I think it's hard to answer on a local neighborhood community mm-hmm. basis. But on a global scale, I think it would be very effective. It would be very obvious very yeah. quick. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think th- – because the person continues in this commentary to like reflect, they reflect on acts and how the church made these communities and how it affected the Roman Empire, but they also talk about in in light of Paul, like when he talks about like cement to the government, like mm-hmm. they talk about like tyranny versus anarchy, and this person believes that a big part of Paul's like submission to government is anything is because even in its worst possible oh, what is it even in its worst possible it's i got one of them outside sticky things them stickers like in the grass oh nice man yeah even in, even if it's in its worst possible outcome tyranny is better than anarchy mm-hmm. which is why paul says submit to your governments regardless of <laughs> regardless of how bad they are like that was in the midst of nero and paul saying submit to your your emperors because it's better to have a tyrannical emperor than it is to have absolute anarchy okay, and no control. Mm. And this guy was making an argument that that's the biblical that, – that's a biblical principle. Hmm. And that's why they begged for king. You know, Israel, ancient Israel, when they – in saying – Right, well, God was supposed to be their king, but they <clears throat> were failing at that. So they needed a – So they, they right. got chaos though. Right, they, right, right. They, they wanted a – yeah. Um, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, that went way off the rails, but good. No, it's good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think access is a, is a big thing because you look at how Christ handled people that want, that needed him. So, like, people would seek him out individually, never turn people away, always made time for people that were seeking him. And when the disciples would turn kids and people away, he would rebuke them for it, yeah. like making it every intention to offer himself two people Avail- as the availability and so availability and yeah. approachability and accessibility are big yeah and i know pastor always talks about when he was uh, a police officer for a decent amount of years like uh, made fun of ridiculed and then after a decade of being there you know someone's child dies or the wife leaves him and they, they yeah. sneak into his office and they're like yeah you know, we talk about it, don't tell anybody but, mm-hmm. and i it's hard to it's hard to quantify that as all right if would, would we be missed if the church disappeared it's like People might have that might not have the access point to hope that mm. you are. Yeah, mm. but it's hard to say that right away they would notice. Yeah, maybe not immediate, but as soon as like big life issues come in or like other other uh, world crisis comes up, mm-hmm. like then who you're going to turn to? Yeah, we're we're hoping on to have on my uh, good brother John, who I met last year uh, through FCA through Fellowship yeah. Christian Athletes, and he we ju- he just meant to encourage me this past week. And one of the things he was sharing is like all the great stuff the FCA does. Like certain, like Mainland High School has an FCA group, and they have seventy five attendants, and their school is the same size as 
when I work at 75 kids a year um, go, go and they fundraise money they donate they like have charity walks like monthly events where they're witnessing to the school and the people around them like if that group went missing in the high school it'd be notable right know? like where's right. all these happy kids right where right, they right. go mm. and so that's a good example of but it could also like, be a, a part of like just how we're doing church like are we too sheltered and off to the side like and again that's got speaking of gospel fluency that's what saturates about like getting out there and like mm-hmm. but anyway yeah that's a question all right so that's a good one to think about longer than we're right now because yeah. i think that was deep and all right so cole do you have one yet or do you want me to do the next one i no, i still do not have a question okay cool gotta be with cole um <laughs> What is something that God used you for that you fought the most in your life? Or what is something that you really wanted God to use you for and then he did not have that in store for you? That's an easier question. Well, yeah. That's Can we answer a, that one then? Because I have a better answer for the second one. Yeah, that's totally – because I, I don't think I could answer the first one. But All right. So what if what is one thing that you really wanted God to use you for and then he just didn't open doors and windows and you couldn't climb through the back door? You know, like there, there, <laughs> yeah. was, there, was, no, there was no way that you were going to be able to be in God's will and accomplish what you wanted. Get it, cool. Oh, boy. Oh, do you not have, are you not ready? Not not yet. I, I'm, I'm still processing two through two of them. So. Oh, I guess, you know what? Actually, now that I think about these, these kind of go both go hand in hand. Okay. So th- your second question helped me with the first one. So about, I don't know, two years ago now, three years ago, whatever, I was... I was fully prepared and ready to go and move to Hawaii. Do you remember oh, this? I forgot I, about that. I completely yeah. forgot about this. I don't. I, yeah, no, guys. Okay, so, no. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I just, I don't know. I just had enough of here. Mm-hmm. And I kept on thinking, like, I had a unique ability that wasn't being used. So I was like, I, I feel like I could use it. Um. And I just went online searching for jobs, and I and I and I landed on this job in Hawaii, not because I wanted to go to Hawaii, but it was just there. And I was like, yeah, why not? You know what I mean? And I applied, and I had all these interviews for it. And because of my Peace Corps service, I was able to get the job. However, also because of my Peace Corps service, I was denied the job. So it was the it was a, it was a translator for the government in Hawaii, and because of my Peace Corps service, I got my resume pushed all the way up to the top. So I got my resume pushed to the top, and I and I did the job interviews, and I did like two or three, and I and I they wanted me. They started getting me a house on on one of the islands, and I was there. I had one foot in the door. I was ready to leave and everything, and then I get a phone call, and they were like, uh, "Just real quick, quick question: When did you get back from your from from the Philippines?" And I told them. And they were like, oh, my God, you're not going to believe this. They were like, 
you came like it's been too long since you've been back. We can't use your 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 resume got pushed to the top. You had non-competitive eligibility. It ran out. So when you come back from the Peace Corps, you have non-competitive eligibility for government jobs. It automat- your resume automatically goes to the top. And, but that's only for a certain duration of time. Mm. And I missed that time by like four months. Oh, my gosh. So, I'm happy about that. No. Yeah. So then back to the other thing. But I fought that, dude. I was mad. I was, I was an angry individual. And I was just like, in my brain, it didn't make sense. I was like, why would, why would that like, – why would God, God, why would God not – yeah, I could – I would be – it would be like I was in the Philippines, but I'd still be in America. It'd be it'd be both worlds met, and I'd be as happy as I could be, and it'd be like America, but still island life, and you know, and this is that, and yeah, he said nah. Mm. So and then and then but I stayed, and then our 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 church, not because of me or anything, but I mean our church like you're part of it took a whole different direction, and then COVID and that amplified, and it was big things happen. Yeah, the cannolis are better here. That's true. It is. Yeah, and the pizza probably. 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 That's Not a good one, the though. weather, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> every cold morning I think about and it. Like no, every- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So one for me that uh, I haven't talked about that much, like, ever, I don't think, is when I was um, 15, 16, 17 in that area. Like, I played guitar, acoustic guitar, like every good Christian boy. <laughs> and uh, I've been playing since I was, like, 12, 13. And what do you do with other than Christian guitar is sing with your Christian guitar? And so for like youth group, um, our Vince and I would, would like sing together and play. And like, it was clear that he was more gifted, but it was like, still, we did it together, mm-hmm. you know? And I was like, oh, this is so cool. So I knew that I had some work to do. So I, like, I actually asked, um, our other, um, worship leader at the time, uh, to give me vo- voice lessons. And I was meeting with her weekly and it was going okay. I mean, I just, I, I wanted it because it seemed like you said convenient for God to use. It was like, I'm in Christian circles. I have, if I, at my best, I'm good, mm-hmm. you know, and I play guitar already. So God's going to use me in all these different places. And I had recently gone on a mission trip to Mexico and I was like, I could combine all these things. I had short-term mission trips. And I went and did, I was hired as a worship leader at a camp. And um, throughout the summer, I had all these things where I was like coughing up blood and like, I had all these like ulcers in my throat and I just kind of stopped because I got really discouraged because every time I would sing, I, my throat would swell up and I couldn't talk for a couple of days. And I still don't 100% know what that was, but I remember talking to the person who was giving me lessons and just saying like, I I, I have a, I didn't have a piece about it for a year or so because I was like, I just wanted that. I would go to these like Christian concerts and see it and be like, I want that. Like I want to be the person that God uses mm. as the person that sings. Like it's like I would move me and I was like, I, I have that passion inside of me and I just thought that was I don't know. I thought that was God's plan and I, I wanted to be used in that way. And I would have uprooted right away. And like I, Unhindered was a big band that I liked at the time. They were the, the, yeah. uh, they were a good worship band. And I was like, I'm as good as that guy. Like, I, I don't understand. Like, he's not that good of a singer and right. he's on stage and he's making, bringing me to tears. Like, I want to be that guy. And long story short, is over a year or so, it just, it, God just gave me a piece that just invest into different areas. And, and like, I, I, at the camp got really blessed and was able to bless people with the, ability, the gift of teaching um, mm. and with the kids and the campers. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I, I'm finding a lot of joy in this. And, and God's opening doors there that he wasn't in other places. And So do you think you had pure motives behind why you wanted to do that? Or do you think you had any selfish motives? I think, honestly, I think they were pretty pure. 
it was okay. like I was so on fire when I first really committed my life to Christ at that, mm-hmm. at that age that I was like, I, I want to be used in the greatest way. Okay, so then what, but why not, why that and not like uh, uh, Jim Elliott? Because those were like the modeled ways for me. Okay. You not know? somebody was like persecuted. Yeah. Yeah. I you mean, you go, you hear you go that, to a yeah. Christian, like I, went, I got, I accepted Christ at a Christian concert, yeah, yeah. like committed my life to him. So you lift your head up. You're not looking at the, like the custodial staff that's sharing scriptures to the, you know, mm-hmm. you're looking at the guy with the, like, that's what it was to yeah. be a Christian mm-hmm. guy who's on fire. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's all you kind of knew really, as far as like a. Yeah. And the people who seem to be the most effective, you yeah. look around, everybody's crying and committing their life to Christ. Right, it's right, like, right, I want right, to be right, a part right, of that. Right, and yeah, I mean, yeah. and I can do that. I can do it, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, turns out a decade later, probably the reason why I was having no problems with my voice, I have an autoimmune disease that I have mm, that's so triggered knew. by foods. Yeah. And like um, God was mm, giving me flare-ups to steer me away. And, mm. you know, to this day, I know for a fact because of how my personality is that I would not have been as effective in that. And... I'm more effective where I am. So God closed the door and it took me like a year or two to be at peace with that. And since then it's, it's been like, I haven't looked back. I haven't one, one time been jealous of anybody who has mm. that gift. I'm actually, I pity people who do because it's awful that you have, to, you, you know, you have the most subjective instrument possible. Yeah. It can change any. It changes yeah. anytime you can mm. lose it. Like only thing I break all my fingers, like, and I can figure out there's people <laughs> that play with their toes, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, but there's not a lot of people that are like, Beatboxing to worship songs because they, they right, lost their right, voice. Right. So anyway, that, that's my thing is that God gave me uh, a new direction for something I really wanted as a young Christian. Yeah, it seems like I don't know. Maybe, nah, never mind. I was gonna, that's not correct. Good. Cool. <laughs> no. I, I was just gonna say like it seems more often He's than not, you new biblically like I, like it seems more often than not that He causes people who aren't necessarily equipped or want or or want to in the beginning like I'm you know. Moses, uh, David was just a shepherd. Yeah, he's, he's mm. calling. The, so that way his strength is actually glorified, not the person's. Mm. But that might not apply to this at all. Well, it is interesting, too, because when I started, when I f- realized that I had, God was using me for the teaching area, I stunk at it at first, too. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like I was all of a sudden good at teaching. I was awful. Like I had mm. these kids for devotions. And when I was a director so of the program, you. and yeah. there was this guy there that was way younger, than, uh, a year or two younger than me. And he sat in on one. He was like, when it was done, he's like, can we meet up? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. And uh, he's like, yeah, you probably have some Bible verses in there. He probably, and I was just like talking about personal experiences. And, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. and then, you know, through those like small things. Uh, anyway, so it's not like when you do finally realize you're calling, you're good at your calling. Like, I, like you're right. saying, God sometimes calls you when you don't you're, want, yeah. well, when when you're, you're not equipped yet. When you're not equipped and yeah. he equips you. I, I was going to, so I was thinking of two, but yours brought more into light the other one i was thinking of um to the opposite point of what joe just said because i'm equipped in a certain area so uh, it's something i'm dealing with currently um uh a while back uh i don't know if you guys remember that's our first revive night revive worship night um i don't think i I played that night but we were all setting it up getting like tech stuff together and the next one we did i was like hey i can kind of like play piano a little bit i have a little experience so then we had like pads and stuff and then through that became more involved in the worship team and it's not that I, I i claim this all the time i'm not good at piano i don't know music theory very well i'm not great at it uh but i grew to enjoy playing it and it came to the point and very recently where 
it was only because I enjoyed doing it. I was doing it, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like I was very like, it was very selfish that I just wanted to play and that's why I was going to play. And, um, again, being fully transparent, it's very, it's happening right now. Um, I realized I was dropping other areas of ministry and things weren't going as well. Um, and I wasn't being as involved in my other ministries where I am gifted, gifted in the technology and, um, uh, trying to train up people, leadership, leadership and to, to help that ministry grow. So that way, if that is growing, that I could do this other one. Mm. Um, and so I just, I kept pushing, I kept pushing for so long that I was like, Oh no, everything's fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. It's going great. And then I was just like, it got to the point where I was like, okay, I need to. It's- so the irony is if you would have stepped down and put more leadership into it, more people could do that. And then you could go back up. To I could have gone back to it. And right, I, right. I, um, I had prayed about it and I was like, Oh no, I'll, I'll step down. And then, uh, it got to the point where I was like, I'll just do both. I'll st- I'll still do this. I'll do like a half and half kind of thing. And I, as soon as I made the decision, I knew it wasn't right, but the, the want to play and even the other people told me, they're like, Oh, but you like playing. It's so great. And I just I was like, Oh, that's the confirmation. I should just keep playing. Mm-hmm. And it just got worse. And I was like, ah, I should have, uh, not, not that there's a limit that I can't play worship or yeah, whatever, yeah. but there should be a focus. And mm-hmm. like I said, God has gifted me in this area. And sometimes because I do it for work and do it for family, do it like all this other stuff. I don't want to do it at church. Sometimes that happens. And it's like, well, I'm still gifted in this area. I should still use my gifts and abilities to help out. And then with extra, I can, I can, uh, from the outflow of that do other ministries. So that's been one that's, uh, hard to process through the past couple, hmm. couple months. Yeah. I can imagine. Yeah. It's good for you. recognizing it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and probably had a couple people, maybe one telling you very specifically that it was happening. (laughs) (laughs) You don't need to be introspective very much. (laughs) Uh, All right. So that was pretty good. That was was a good one. I think that I don't, as as a listener, I don't know like what it's like to, I mean, I listen to ours, but I just like, I just listen to it and I've already processed through the same thought. So as a listener, like really think about these things because I, yeah, even last week and this week, I mean, I don't. Nobody listened to it. I'd still be. I'd like. I liked last week's was very beneficial for my walk mm-hmm. with Christ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And talking through those things, and and even tonight, just hearing you guys, you know, be transparent about what your things you've gone through, and you know, honest changes. I wish that I had these conversations or heard these conversations from um, ministry leaders growing up, because I and I think of youth leaders that I had. I just always assumed they didn't have these struggles and like these okay, thoughts and yeah. like, and you didn't realize that. And they they had they had unbelief. They had is, yeah. No, just in general, I I think I kind of mentioned this on Tuesday. Like because we're not transparent enough. Like there's just weird facade that like we all have it more together than we actually do. Mm. And like I think I are the people under us are young or younger people need to know that. I think people within our friend circles need to know that. And like I think non-believers need to know that. And like, no, this is not a place with stuck up people who have, this is quite, it's quite the opposite. It's like, do you think that's we're related? here because we need a doctor. Do you think that's related to anxiety? Because I, I was talking about this the other night with my wife. Like, we talked about the anxiety, so I don't want to go down that, that road too much with, yeah. with our group. But it seems like everyone in our generation, like all of them, and, and polls will show it's in the 70s, 80% of people have like overwhelming generalized anxiety. 
and and that is in the church the numbers don't differ that much for the same generation mm-hmm. so you think it's because there's all these facades and you're holding yeah. your that contributes it to it like what you're saying yeah where do you think that it's, you're the only one with these problems? Back to, what's the Shakespeare thing? It's like all the world's a stage and we're merely actors. Mm-hmm. And now, because of social media and stuff, it's, well, it's, it's bigger a, than that. Yeah. We're all the it's protagonists. Now, now, yeah, exactly. Now it's like not only that, but yeah, yeah you're the hero of your own story. Mm-hmm. And especially in the church, if that's the case, and you're subconsciously doing that through social media or whatever, like, I mean, because we don't have to go down that road again, but that's essentially what that is. It's like you, mm-hmm. you, you just think a lot more people care than actually do. And that, that, that affects your psyche. And mm-hmm. well, I, I heard it put the other day that was it was powerful. When I keep hearing the, you're not the protagonist of your own story because Christ yeah. is right, exactly. But, so I'm but yeah. one step further is you think you're the protagonist in someone else's story. Correct. That's right. what social media is. Yeah. So, Karens. Yeah. All right. Air they're quotes. protagonists in everybody's stories. Right. Because they they think that their opinion about their dog pooping in the park matters way more than it right. does. And I was like, man, that that's it makes a lot more sense. Hmm. And yep. this could just be because, like, I'm a bitter person and I'm getting older. And I, No, really. I'm not kidding. And I should look at this and be like, oh, that's like they're just, like, so proud. But I don't. And, like, we just had the Awana Awards and I just watched every single kid get up and you, I immediately knew who their parents were because I was standing in the back and I immediately saw the phones go up. Mm. And it's like it's just so different. Like, I just remember when I was – like, just, everybody just watched. That was it. Like, you just oh, watched. Okay. And, like, it's like – I, I immediately say, and I'm like, well, that's going to go on their Instagram story, and that's going to go on there. You know, it's just like, but when you take a step back from it, and you're like, you guys are, ah, whatever, I don't need to go. I don't have kids, so I'm not, I'm not going to go down that road. I but but yeah, you know what I'm saying? Every, so when you, when you step back from it, it's like, okay, you're posting on your story because you think your kid's unique, and they're posting on their story because they think their kid's unique. When in reality, you guys are all doing the same thing, and no one's unique. Yeah. I mean, it's like, everyone, it's just like, you know, like, just sit back and live in the moment and, and watch it and enjoy it. And you know, I mean, I think... Though that the only case I can see that is if you have the mindset of everyone in their in my kid's life that's important to their walk should be here, you know, if it's right, exactly. important, yeah, yeah, yeah. But if there's like one or two they can't and you still want them to see it later and you send yeah, it yeah, to them one on one, like one on one, yeah, you send but it if to you're them, posting yeah. it to 2,000 people, right, I that's, might just that's be assuming because I have no idea who posted what. I'm just saying, like, yeah, I just see that and I'm like, well, I know exactly where that picture's going, you know, like, yeah, hmm. Mm. and right, that's what it comes down to. It's like the people who would or should care are. Should, should should be there or would be there, you know. Mm. And then other one else just don't care. That's why they're not there. So don't well, that, don't that, make them don't don't pretend for yourself to think that they care. Like, well, that's why the church baptism is packed because you right, have that exactly, one yeah, person exactly. has everybody yeah. that they thought was important to be there to be yeah. there. Thought were important enough to be there. And then so and it's funny because you can see the section, like, <laughs> like <laughs> when someone it comes from a non-believing family and they get saved and then it's like. Mm-hmm. Their family's not saved yet, and you can just see like, oh, it's those twenty people with their arms crossed. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I love those those crowds. Yeah, they already ate their communion crackers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they, they don't know the flow of it. Like, oh yeah, yeah, it's funny. They thought they were triscuits. <laughs> um, oh man. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, what are we doing? Okay, okay question. All right, so we finished. We, yeah, you you am had, I up? Yeah. yeah. All right, mine's gonna be another like fetical like we used to do. But this is good. I'm just kidding. Um, if you could pick two people from the Bible to give topical sermons at our church, which two people would you pick, and what would you want them to preach about? You can't pick Paul or Jesus. Okay, Peter. And what would he? And what would Peter talk about? 
thought you were going to give it a little bit more thought, but you didn't. But okay. No, Peter. I mean, because it's his sermon. Like, he's okay. he's like, he gave the first sermon, In right? Acts? So, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and because we're going through his book on Sundays and everything, it came to mind first. <laughs> So, hey, Peter. You're, we're going through. Like, <laughs> you, you, you want to read it? You wrote it. <laughs> like, that wasn't my process. Oh, okay. I mean, like he's on my mind, but the, the like, like, like urgency. Yeah, he's talking about shedding yeah. his earthly yeah. tent and uh, getting the gospel out as soon as possible because he knew he was going to die soon. And so, not that I think our church is u- uniquely complacent because I don't think that they are, but I think that. What did I say? The name no, of I just thought of something. So oh, okay. keep going. No, I'm just saying. I'm not saying that's because that's our main weakness, but I think that's the everyone needs that message, and that's there's never going to be anybody that hears a message of urgency that doesn't need it. You know, I've ne- anyway. So I think that I would like him to speak on how li- like anti-materialism pro gospel message. Okay, that's one of them. <laughs> now that one. I'm going to step in. The one I just thought of, John, and to not explain Revelation. Which John? uh, John, the disciple. Sorry. Uh, Jesus' brother. Um, Not to – wait. Not Jesus' brother. Yeah, I was going to say. I died my brain. Um, John Nally. He was on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, Not to explain Revelation, but to basically tell people, not that it's not important, but that they're putting too much importance on it. Does that make sense? Um, so yes. put Revelation in the perspective. In the perspective of like the whole context of Everything. the Bible and like it's written to certain people and like where that matters, like that kind of stuff. Okay. Not even explain all the imagery, but just no. put it in the grand in, scheme. In the grand scheme of like the whole Bible. There's Right. Yeah. There's funny. I wonder if you asked John to do that, he'd be like, really? You got me here? Well, yeah, yeah I feel like you'd be like, that was the whole point of why I did like this. Yeah. So that you'd yeah. be like, yeah. So you didn't yeah, know. I wrote it down. Fit. Yeah. Yeah, but it's different. You know, like when there's an author that like writes a book and everything, but then they go and explain part of the book. They're like, or they're, that's why they do they, readings, readings of, that like, yeah. of the uh, like your libraries and, and stuff. Yeah. So it's like, there's something different when the author of it's like writing or it's saying something to you. And I know he's not the author. God's the author. But well, uh, yeah, he, he, he has more. Insight. He has a little bit more insight than about what he was trying to write Yeah, and say. Nice. How's it going? Okay. Is anyone from the New and Old Testament? Oh, yeah, anyone, yeah. Okay. Mm. Ooh, uh, Abraham and doing a message on faithfulness. Okay. Because, dude, like, to, to leave your country, I understand he had a voice telling him to do it, but, like, uh, to leave your country, to almost sacrifice your kid, like, there's there's areas where I feel like you'd be able to— And that to, was way before things were established. Yes. And like, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I'm just trying to think of different characters and what they would be best to teach on. Mm-hmm. Like, it'd be cool to hear Abel teach about giving God the appropriate gifts. Ooh. Wow. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I mean, giving God what he deserves and, and what that looks like in the life. And even when it's there's a risk involved. Or even if, on that note, like on Abel, like if Cain was truly sorrowful, like like a repentance story, like almost like, Hey, this is what I did wrong. Mm. Like, learn from my example, kind of thing. I don't, mm. I don't know how I feel about that one. Yeah, and that's enough out of you. Okay, I'll that's, stop you, you talked for a couple of times today. <laughs> that's enough. I said four. My, I said Turn my four. I said my four yeah, words. You said your four sentences. Yeah, that's it. You encountered Cole. Um, I think I had one, but I, 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 I had one, but I, <laughs> I can't. Christ culture community and Cole. Cole. 
<laughs> Here we go. I had one. <laughs> I had what I was gonna do. I, do. I can't get through this. <laughs> it wasn't even. That good. It's not funny. That's that's what gets him usually. Oh, not funny they're not funny things. Yeah, I was gonna say. Either Silas or Barnabas, and talking about, like, here I am, Lord, send me. Like, that that being, like, the topic. Like, since I said that we can't choose Paul. Hmm. Like, they went everywhere with Paul, and, like, you know. You said Silas or Barnabas? Barnabas, yeah. I was also thinking of Samuel for that one as well, because wasn't he called by God? And he said, here am I. Yeah, but I was yeah. I was, in the light of the New Testament, oh, I was okay. thinking like going into like these missions. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. And, like just going everywhere, all over the Mediterranean. Um, yeah, what that looks like, and then yeah, a second one. Did you have your second one yet? Yeah, Abel. Oh, that's right, you did. Yeah. Um, and then I was gonna either do either John the Baptist or Elijah on like the spirit of like repentance, hmm. and just like what does that mean to truly like. Surrender. Oh, David would be good for that too, though. What if we asked Judas and then we compared it to like Hillsong sermons? Whoa. What, what if we had like a negative, like a sermon from wow, somebody who's okay. like has a bad gospel <clears throat> and then see if we, if we could compare it to other mega pastors and see if we're like, all right. Oh, just right. hear a random sermon from Judas. Yeah, hear like, all right, Judas, what would you teach on? Teach about authenticity. And then and have and have him teach his sermon, give him have him give the gospel, yeah. and then just be like, all right, does this does this compare to? It'd be the prosperity know. gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, it really no, would. It'd be, yeah, it really would. It yeah. would be. He's going yeah. around with Jesus, healing people, and like yeah. casting out demons and everything. And he's like, proselytizing Christ for yeah. money. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Imagine if he just had a southern accent when he did it. <laughs> it just sounded directly like Joel. All right. So you did you you had your two, you came with your two Cole pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking, I forgot who I said first, but Abraham about the uh, message on faith and revelation. yeah, John with the putting revelation in perspective. What is one thing or the biggest purchase in your life that you regret and why? I, and I don't want to say like the biggest per, uh, the biggest purchase, but what is like a purchase that you were, because I can't I, think of the biggest I one have I mine. Regret. I have mine and I'm going to shout out uh, Mikey Reeves right now because He's, I'm going to say my phone. Because, he sold you a bad, no, 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 nothing like that. Mikey lives without a smartphone, and that is the one thing I constantly come back to. I understand, like, I'm a tech person and everything, but if I didn't have my phone, how many more distractions I'd be escaping? But we actually now, depending on your job, we actually now live in a world where you almost need it. It is necessary. You don't need it. Like, like actually, I don't think, like, you wouldn't. Would you need it? Mm-hmm. Yeah? Need, you, need, need. Yeah. Okay. I need, I need emails. I, I get over Can't 100 check emails. Email computer, computer. Now I, the, during the class period, we're, we have to be actively checking our emails, and I stand and walk around. So I could carry an iPad around with me the whole period, but 
Yeah. Um, Are you saying smartphone or just communication device? No, like smartphone. Like I would still be able to text to text people, but I, I, uh, and maybe it's because, I what's the word for that? Um, you romanticize something like oh, just because I don't have it and the grass is always green. I'm like oh, if I didn't have this thing, it'd be so much easier. I wouldn't be worried about certain things. Well, what would be hard now is that you're accustomed to this lifestyle. That's what I'm saying. It's my so biggest like, regret, past tense. So if I yeah, didn't buy a you phone, wouldn't, you wouldn't even know I wouldn't know. know. Yeah. I wouldn't know what I'm missing. Yeah. You're right. I think about it all the time, and I'm like, the main reason why, like, first, but it's just actually, the main reason is because for GPS, but then you can just get a GPS. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. there's a way to get around everything I need, I use it for. It's the convenience of having them all in one place. Mm-hmm. That's like, I, it, yeah. I do like having a Bible. I like having, I, can, I have the mm-hmm. Kindle app on there to read books, and I'm bored. I like having the GPS on there. Yeah. It's I mean, literally everything in one. Yeah. It's smart. Isn't it? Isn't it insane that we call these phones? We we've had this conversation before. Yeah, yeah. it's the it, it's one of the forty things that they do. And more than that, it's, nowadays okay, with the apps, sure, they, the there's name. an infinite thing they can do. And how many times do you call people? Yeah. Slippery germ bricks. The irony is that this the, the phone app on here is my least used app on here. I mean, you, you could call me more often. That'd be nice. Just it's just crazy. <laughs> yeah. That's like getting a Mercedes and calling it a cup holder. True. Hmm. All right, so what is your biggest purchase? Student loans. Thanks for reminding me of it. Before the <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I don't want to talk about it, uh, but I'm going to talk about it, I guess. No, I mean, you summed it, it up. It, the, I don't know. The whole thing is like regret. Like going away to college was a big part of my life, and it made me – it made part of me who I am. Mm-hmm. Um and also enabled me to do things like, I don't know, you can't do Peace Corps without a degree. So it enabled me to be able to do that. So my my it would my whole life would be so different if I just went to like community college and, you know, stayed here it, with a lot less loans. It would look so different. Mm. So it's hard to say. I don't know if I necessarily regret it, but every time I got to make a payment, I do. Mm. Yeah, I mean, that's probably common for most a lot of people like our age loans yeah yeah i saw that this is a sidetrack but i saw that they're they're thinking of forgiving loans um like that's like one of the things that the administration tossing out like different things they can do and what administration the current one uh they were just saying like they're oh, toying okay. with the I, idea of okay it yeah for the next because the next election cycle they'll try to come up with some ploy for it yeah and people objected were like but I just spent 30 years, you know, paying mine off. Like, how is that fair? You know? And mm-hmm. they just said, we can't make everybody happy. I mean, I'm going to be so, I agree, but like that, I would be so bitter if I just, you know, was super money conscious and smart mm-hmm. and I made triple payments so I could get them out of the way. And, mm-hmm. you know, I got a job that I liked that serves. And then all of a sudden there's, it's just like a- the same guy who gets an art degree for 400,000 is, is getting it wiped away. Well, you know, there's I, a parable in there somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I mean there really is already a parable, but <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about it. <laughs> okay. um, but yeah, no, I know it's it's. What? You need to be close to your mic. Oh. There you go. Um. Yeah. So, for mine, I think my my. It's just it's going to sound like a, a, an escape answer. My problem is that I spent too much. I spend too much time making sure I don't make purchases I regret. No, yeah, it's good. 
I have things that I could have done differently. But for the most part, it took me four years to pick out a vehicle. And I would probably average to say over a thousand hours of reading about them before I picked it. A thousand hours? A thousand hours. Easy. Over four years. Before I buy my guitars, I usually buy them because I'm so weighed down by the fact I can't think of anything else until I have it. Not that I'm selfish and I need it, but that I can't, like if I don't know what the right one is to get, right? I will look and read thousands of forums (laughs) about people's opinions and thoughts and I will be consumed with is this the See, right that's or so wrong weird thing? because I couldn't be any more opposite in that. In that, like, because I, I, my mindset is like, this is a big decision. I want to be a good steward of my money, and then I go down a rabbit hole. So that's the starts and the right intentions, and then it's just like I upset, I'm hmm. obsessive compulsive about things. So when it came to like, you know, car or like guitars, like purchases that matter, you know, that, that are like could be, could be self serving, and I could abuse them, and like. Then you weigh through the motives, like, am I getting this nice one because I'm going to use it well? Or, you know, do I buy a cheaper version because I want to be a good steward of my money? But where's that extra money going? What could I do with that? Could I budget that out? And what would mm. that look like? And where would that go? Or should I keep it where I have it and put it all towards this one thing? You know, should I buy two guitars instead of one and buy two cheaper ones so that I can give one out if someone needs one? Or is, you know, or am I just using that as a selfish motive to keep two? You know, but, there's, uh, there's all these different things yeah. and it it's... Well, easily a thousand hours. What book of the Bible do you think you know the least about or have spent the least amount of time in? So, like, if you went to heaven and, and met the author, you'd be like, sorry, I never, I, I got nothing. I got no comments on your. Yeah, the Minor Prophets. Yeah, I'm trying to think of one. Definitely? That's the yeah. hands down? Okay. Mm-hmm. It's on my to-do list of a dive in. Hmm. Okay. I've avoided them as much as possible. My, my, really? Yeah, okay. I, I'll read them, and but I've never done a study on any of them. Okay. Any reason why? Like, are they like, intimidating or like, was the no, no interest or what is? Because uh, in the minor part, there's a lot of like prophecies and like, and, like, obviously it's what they, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like, there's like, you know what I mean? A lot of like Christ under prophecies. And, yeah. So prophecies. So the, the major prophets, the ones that, the ones I don't yeah. avoid also have things that I can, I can pull out and apply to my life directly really quickly. Like you read Isaiah. Okay, it's as like, opposed to like, yeah, as okay. A, as opposed you know, Amos. To, yeah, yeah, and yeah. you're reading like, okay, that that seems like it only applies to Israel right, 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 right. at that time when Isaiah, yeah, to, I don't know, I can this read it like, and feel like, oh my gosh, yeah. the, the seraphim, that, that's why yeah. they have six wings and it's like yeah. you can apply that today. Like how we, So um, I I've, I've, have avoided them and I know it's wrong. I'm not bragging. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying I have avoided them most of my life. I've no, I just read them multiple that times. To be like, I don't know why I was expecting that to be the answer. Okay. You've encountered. <laughs> Do you have one? Yeah, I was thinking if if I don't, so it, mine would probably also be the minor prophets. But if I had to pick not one of those, 
uh, and I think I brought this up the you last. You did, it, and I think I agree with you. If it, if this is lamentations. Yeah. And but at the <laughs> oh, same dude. time, as soon as I said that on the podcast, I I have a like a, a Bible app that like does it's uh, daily. To yeah, it's like, <laughs> uh, it does like daily verses. Yeah. And for the next four days, they were yeah. all lamentations. I was like, ah, okay. <laughs> Should probably yeah, read that one. <laughs> I mean, yeah, my, when he said, like, I could, I wasn't thinking that, but when he said mm-hmm. it, I was like, wow, I might not, I don't I think I've ever, no, I, I have because I've read through the whole book, but like, I honestly, I forget, couldn't remember a thing about Lamentation. I forget it's a book sometimes. Yeah. Like, cause the, the minor prophets, like you said, there's, there's prophecy in them and the fact that they, it, I know it sounds dumb, but that they are prophets and that they're people, it's more memorable. If that As makes sense. Lamentations it's like, just yeah. like, I don't know. It's, 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 it's stuck between, uh, Proverbs, uh, uh, Song of Solomon, um, Ecclesiastes. Uh, Ecclesiastes, and it's like Lamentation. So it's like oh, it's like the one that's like all of them, but yeah. it's not. So yeah. that's definitely the one that I I have not read and need to read more. Okay. Yeah. So I, last week you, you guys were you we were talking about books, and you were like, you should finish that book. Like I couldn't. Oh, yeah. I started halfway through, so I was like, oh, dang it. So I finished the one I was bringing up, and it was good. It was nice. good advice. Finish the book. Did it, get, did it get better? It got way better. Oh, but I, I wouldn't recommend it at, to someone else. You just did the first half. I, I just guess. walked in and you. But I did say the, I said don't read the first half. <laughs> yeah. I said start a few chapters in because it was like overly political and stuff. But after you get to that, like I I never considered, and I don't want to talk about it tonight because I'm not qualified. Yeah. But I never considered the biblical principles behind like IVF and contraception. Mm. And hmm. I always just kind of was like, oh, of course contraception is fine. Of course IVF, IVF is, is like in vitro. Oh, um, yeah. when you like implant yeah. the egg or sperm or whatever. Got it. Um, and I'm not stating my, any of the opinions the book had, um, but I was like, oh, there's more to this than I thought. And it's interesting to actually put, hold it under a biblical lens because I'd never thought about it before. Mm-hmm. And it challenged me and I've been thinking about it. So that was good. Do you think we've come too? <laughs> I guess nobody thinks this if they ever get healed, but do you think we've come too far with medicine? Like we can just do too many things now? I don't know. I. Like I said, obviously, if you if you got stage nineteen cancer and get healed, it's like no, we haven't come too far. But you know, but in other areas, in certain fields, like that, we should have never really tapped into. Yeah, like genetic engineering, it's one of them. But I, plastic surgery. I also think we don't know a lot. I mean, that can help though. That can, in some areas, that can help. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that we don't know where what the fact that we don't know how cancer starts. Oh, that's that insane. is wild, and that or we do don't we? have. And they just don't. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, I'm going to operate on the the, the same level. That we don't. <laughs> yeah, so we don't know how to stop it, how it starts. We Lyme's disease. Nope, there's no solution. It's like that's a debilitating disease that people get. If you you know take antibiotics in for six months, but after that, it's just wild. Like the fact that we can't. I we still don't know anything. I don't know. I whenever I hear people talk about genetics, it's like. I don't believe it. I don't believe they can actually do it. Like you made a cow into a tiger or whatever you mixed them. Like that's, it's not impressive to me. Like into, into, if you can replicate an embryo, like until I see, I, we hear all the time about all genetic engineering. I don't believe they can actually do it. Well, I don't know if they can do that stuff. What? Turn a cow into a tiger? Well, no, they can, like, like they have two species that oh, are and, born and together, like, like yeah. a, a, a cowger. <laughs> and then. <laughs> oh, Oh my god, that hurts. I just watched your face like you surprised yourself with that. <laughs> yeah. I <laughs> uh, said a Calgar. Well, I, I'm I'm nervous. Craig Ferguson had this late night interview where he 
was trying to combine um, oh, I already know. I think jiu I know. and yoga. And he just said Jew yoga. <laughs> <laughs> And he was like, "Oh no!" And he stopped because he, because he didn't, he didn't think what it was gonna. So I panicked. That it was gonna be something oh, nasty. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I just like something small. Like they've been saying, Chantix is like a, I believe that's what it's called. It's a, a, oh, for a nicotine for nicotine patch, mm-hmm. right? And they just took it off the market after 15 years because they found it has a strong correlation to causing cancer. And so for 15 years, they were absolutely sure that this thing was 100% safe. That's what's great. Well, th- how do you have any long – when something new comes out, how do you have any long-term studies on it? I don't know. You don't. I don't, yeah. you, don't. you just yeah. got to trust it. Like, So that's – you know, I'm not getting too far in the vaccine yeah, thing. But when yeah. it's just like shut up and take it, it's like, ah, but that drug was out for 15 years. Yeah, you know? and we, they just like – yeah. And it's like, okay, I, you can, if you were to say, hey, there are some risks, but yeah. you should take it anyway. That's different than shut up and take it. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. I – I agree. I think genetic stuff, but I also I, I don't believe that we're as advanced as we are, out of no basis. No, okay. I mean, some wild like when my dad's surgery, they took like they took his throat out and pulled his stomach up to his throat. Like they took a a, a twelve inch section of his esophagus out, and then pulled his stomach up and they made it narrow and made his stomach into his new throat. And then his stomach down here expanded and became a stomach again, like a like a thinner stomach lining. Like who was the first person to think <laughs> and know that that would work? Yeah. Mr. Thompson in the middle school, his dad was the first surgery, attempted successful surgery for that surgery. Wow, really? Yeah. he's a, He was like my co-soccer coach when he first started and he told to me. be the guinea pig on that, geez. And it worked. He, he lived for, wow. He might still be alive, but. So like when, some, when, that, when you're the first, that means I was the first doctor to do that then. Yeah. Does he get like a Nobel Peace Prize or something? I don't know. Like, how does that work? But uh, the situation for me would have to be I'm going to die this week or you take a chunk out. You know, like it would have to be you're not going to be healthy and functioning. And then you're like, I'll be the first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got to be I'm going to die soon. Yeah, He's yeah. like, yeah. last ditch effort. Yeah, but somebody. Hmm. Well, this took a turn. Yeah. So we got what is the most irritating thing? I'm going to read my questions out about you. What is something that got used you for that you fought, which I think was good. That was some good insights. What is the biggest purchase you regret? Joe asked about your Bible books. Um, which ones are yeah. you least familiar with? And then if the church ceased to exist. So it ceased to exist. And you had a second one after that. Who would you want to preach? Oh, yeah. Oh, that sermon. was a good one. Sermon. Yeah. I like that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Pray on these. Do you want them? I think that. Cool. Did you give one? No, I did not. <laughs> No. I'm always being facetious. I just no. really couldn't remember. If we, okay. No. Yeah, he's like a tick, like just like sucking the blood. But <laughs> that not is like, true. I'm just kidding. That's that's the answer to the first question. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We I'm just kidding. It. You actually talk more tonight than the rest of them. Um, yeah. So we plan on having a couple people on a couple guests in the next few weeks. Pastor Vince Lombardo of Calvary Chapel Hamilton is coming on in the next few weeks, and his topic will be diving deep into the Typology. recesses. The typology, the, the recesses of the Bible, and finding Christ in atypical examples. So get ready for so, lamentations. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah. So the three of us, and he doesn't know this yet, are going to be coming up with verses that seem very obscure, and then we're going to challenge him to kind of relate it back. And then we just want to have a gospel flow conversation with the pastor about how the Bible is all just a big arrow pointing back to Christ. So that's a that's we're excited for that one because he's. Obviously, very skilled at it as a pastor. Yeah. Better point, yeah. different ways, and we're having an uh, FCA 
um, director on, and we have a couple other guests that we're, we're planning on having on soon and topics. And um, for tonight, when we're kind of brainstorming certain things. Um, it is it, just try to put yourselves in our, our position, right? So we're, we're people that want to advance the kingdom of God. We're praying about it. We're waiting for God to open doors. We also have things that we would just love to talk about, and we don't necessarily know if people would like to listen to that, right? And we have things that we'd be like a little less excited to talk about that we think a lot of people would like to listen to. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we've recently felt a conviction to talk about what we want to talk about because that's what this started as. Right. Sorry. Right. <laughs> yeah. And we hope those things match up. But if we want to yeah. talk about, you know, do a Bible study for six weeks, that's a little less entertaining to talk about. Like, did Jesus approve of cigarettes? Which might get more clicks, you know? <laughs> um, but we also have this new, you know, not a new, but a, a reinvigorated passion to just um, focus on the gospel and, and move it forward. And so the next two people that we had on our minds were, at least for me, was the FCA uh, regional director and then our pastor um, to find Jesus in the Old Testament. So some other things we want to revisit, some of the topics and some new ways, talk about schooling again, but maybe like higher level education, talk about um, maybe owning a Christian business, what it's like to work in the secular world and balance your faith and your job, which is something I've wrestled with for a decade mm-hmm. now, you know. Uh, so those are some of the things we're going to bring to you. But we also, we need your feedback. So if you have any topics you'd like us to cover, guests you want on, uh, please, before we go into our the depths of our minds, uh, come to us with your topics so that we can you know delve into them as as well. And you can do so by DM us on Instagram, right? Yeah. Or finding us if you know us. Yeah. All right. You've been encountered. All right. See you guys. Thank you so much for tuning into the Encounter podcast and being part of the Encounter community. We treat this podcast as a ministry. We pray for it. We pray for our listeners and we pray that the guests and the information and the gospel that we share on this channel and this media platform are always and only glorifying to Christ and Christ alone. And while we do that, guys, our podcast sometimes spans one to three hours. So if you hear anything that you disagree with while we are speaking, which is highly likely be Berean Christians, you have a few options. The first one would be to take a deep breath. It's going to be okay. The second one would be to know that your and our authority should be and always be the scripture. So before you take anything at our word, please open the pages of your Bible, read them and find out what absolute truth looks like. Find it and then the next step would be to reach out to us and we would love to learn from our listeners um, as you are listening through a one-way communication to about our podcast. So please reach out to us with questions, concerns. We want to be held accountable. We want to have conversations. We want to see actual growth. But first, take a deep breath. Second, open your Bible. And three, give us a shout out. Have a blessed week.